Hey guys, I'm Ange. I'm Jay. And welcome back to WTF True Crime and Other Shit. Um, not a whole lot to talk about this week, but everybody, the consensus is in that snack soda is valid. Yeah, it's a good one. And we need to be like trademarking that. Yeah, we should, but <laughs> I don't know. That was a good come up uh, with a saying on the spot. Yeah. snack episode. Yeah. So anything that's going to be under like 20 minutes is now going to be a snack episode. Okay. <laughs> Just so you guys are aware. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Do anything else you need to say? Um, how come I never get to say true crime and other shit? Well, you can do the you intro do next it. week then. I don't know if I want to do it by myself. Oh my god. You wouldn't be by yourself. Let's do it together. Okay, want to start over? No. Okay, let's try. Ready? What? Yeah. We're going to go one, two, three. Hey guys, I'm Ann. And I'm Jay. And welcome back to... True. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, never mind. That was a fail. Up. Yep, you fucked, I fucked it up. up. Alright guys, we'll practice that. You can't that put me on the spot. I, I need to rehearse. Though. No, we'll do it next week. Let's try this again. We'll do it next week. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? I don't want to embarrass myself anymore, no. <laughs> okay, apparently he's embarrassed now, guys. He's blushing. <laughs> Alright, okay. so we don't have anything to say. We're just going to jump Did right in. Did your mom email us about anything last time? Um, I don't think so. Did you so. even look? I did look. I just looked, but I didn't see anything. She I broke got, her streak. Yeah, I got huh. snack. Well, she. I think she texted me about snack. So I don't remember, but I know a couple of people told me that snack soda was awesome. But I don't think she was one of them actually. Hmm. Yeah, she didn't. Um, didn't reach out. Too this week. excited that she's getting a new phone. <laughs> I guess so. She doesn't have time to email us anymore. No, I guess not. Happy right. Thanksgiving to all of our American oh, yeah. listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. That was this past weekend. Yeah. Same day as my birthday. <laughs> personal information good lord <laughs> but anyway yeah i think that's enough rambling let's just yeah i'm gonna get right into this one here all right let's go all right so marjorie deal armstrong was known to have an above average iq and was an excellent student academically she was noted to be especially proficient in music and language arts and was part of the national honor society in high school seems pretty good right yeah that seems pretty um she seems like a good student she completed her high school education at the Erie Academy as her graduating classes valid Victorian. Wow. Um, and then went to Mercyhurst College, which is now Mercyhurst University. Oh, they got an upgrade. For undergraduate studies, earning a degree in sociology. Hmm. Later, she pursued a master's degree in education from Gannon College, now Gannon University. Oh, my God. All of these All colleges these are just... leveled up, yeah. Yeah, they're just getting upgrades. And another master's degree in counseling education from the University of Pittsburgh. Now the College of Pittsburgh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's like a lot of degrees and yeah, stuff. Like she's she's very pretty, smart. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty upstanding person there. Mm -hmm. Despite her academic prowess, her life was heavily marred by mental health issues. Mm. Her complex relationship with her parents, particularly with her mother, has been highlighted in various accounts of her life. There are reports that her mother was overbearing and controlling, contributing to Deal Armstrong's mental health struggles. Deal Armstrong's first documented involvement with serious criminal activity dates back to the late 1980s. The details are disturbing, and the timeline of events shows a progression from severe mental health problems to eventual involvement in violent crime. In 1984, Deal Armstrong was charged with the murder of her boyfriend, Robert Thomas. Thomas was shot six times while lying on the couch in her home. She claimed she killed him in self-defense during an argument and was acquitted of the crime in 1988. Pretty good, Self-defense from a man sleeping on the couch? Yeah, and she shot him six times. That's um, pretty much overkill, I would think. So the jury found that she suffered from battered woman syndrome, a result of her being physically and emotionally abused by Thomas, 
Which, okay, fine, but... Why don't you just leave while you sleep on the couch? I don't have to shoot them. Yeah. Just leave. I... They see you. Hello? Yeah. I don't know. There's always other choices rather than shooting someone six times, people. Just leave. <laughs> I mean, just leaving isn't as easy as all that, but yeah, that's always... I mean, it's hard for people to leave. It is. Hmm. It is. Don't... Hmm. It's easier to shoot somebody six times while they're sleeping? That is easier. Well, I wouldn't be able to shoot nobody. <laughs> Anyway, I know from dealing with battered women sometimes at work that it is hard to leave. I get that. So. Just shoot him in the knees and then leave. Oh my God. Okay, well, to... there you go. There's an option for you. I don't have to destroy him. <laughs> so after that murder, she reportedly became more isolated and her mental health deteriorated further. Her second brush with the law occurred in 1992 when she was charged with the attempted murder of her husband, Richard Armstrong, whom she also accused of abuse. Hmm, Seems to be your fucking solution to everything. Yeah. I'm just going to kill them. They're they're abusing me. I'm just going to kill them all. So that case didn't proceed to trial due to her husband's death from a cerebral hemorrhage. How convenient. Hmm. wonder how that happened. Hmm, wonder. Deal Armstrong's criminal activities culminated in the 2003 pizza bomber case. Which is what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. The case remains one of the most bizarre and convoluted criminal cases in recent American history. Marjorie Deal Armstrong was a key figure in the infamous 2003 color bomb case, often called the Pizza Bomber case, which took place in Erie, Pennsylvania. The case involved a plot to rob a bank using a pizza delivery driver named Brian Wells. On August 28, 2003, the 46-year-old pizza delivery man walked into a bank in Erie, Pennsylvania, armed with a shotgun modified to look like a walking cane, and handed the teller a note demanding $250,000 in cash. The collar bomb was fastened around the man's neck, and the note said it would go off if he did not get what he wanted. Carrying a bag stuffed with more than $8,000, so he only got eight grand. Mm, Brian Wells walked back out of the bank as calmly as he'd walked in. He didn't get far before being surrounded by police. A strange scene then played out that would make the case the subject of international news coverage in the ensuing days, months, and years. I had never heard of this one. I can't believe that. I know. I thought you would have heard of this one for sure. Even Kayla, when I told her, like when I sent her the picture, she's like, oh, I think I've... Oh, yeah, because she edits our pictures, as you guys know. But I sent them to her, and she's like, I think I've heard of this one. So yeah. Where I were you, man? don't know. Um, so anyway, Wells was sitting on the ground, and he pleaded for help as he described how he'd been forced by three people to rob the bank. He'd gone to the trio to deliver pizzas, he said, but instead they strapped an explosive to him and ordered him to bring back a quarter of a million dollars. He begged for his life as the device he wore began beeping louder and louder, faster and faster, insisting he had very little time left to live. News cameras were rolling with a bomb exploded, broadcasting Wells' death live from multiple angles. Crazy, That's eh? terrifying. Yeah. Poor guy. Afterward, police recovered several pages of detailed handwritten instructions from Wells' car. The papers were addressed to the bomb hostage and contained directions first to rob the bank and then to proceed on an elaborate scavenger hunt for keys and codes to disable the explosive that Wells wore. <laughs> so, cool, like, yeah, you can get this off your neck, but first you have to jump through all these hoops. Yeah. Yeah. So, however, in one bizarre twist among many, it was not realistically possible for Wells to complete the instructions in enough time to save himself from the bomb. Investigators ultimately determined that the, the device, which included four locks and a combination dial, could never have been safely removed. Yeah. So their plan was to kill him all the time. Oh, the whole that time. That sucks. Yeah. Poor guy. The tragic and shocking nature of Wells' death broadcast on live television added to the bizarre and gruesome notor- notoriety of the case. Deal Armstrong, Bill Rothstein, who was an ex-boyfriend of Marjorie's. I'm surprised she didn't kill him. 
Well, maybe she tried. <laughs> and a man named Kenneth Barnes were involved in the bank robbery plot. They planned to use the money to hire a hitman to kill Deal Armstrong's father, oh from, whom she, from whom she hoped to inherit an unknown sum of money. Why the fuck didn't she just kill him? She already has, you know, she already has hard yeah, experience. two practices with husbands. <laughs> yeah. Barnes played a significant role in the infamous pizza bomber case alongside Deal Armstrong. He was a retired television repairman known to be involved in drug dealing. Barnes met Deal Armstrong through their mutual involvement in a drug activities. According to statements given by Barnes, Deal Armstrong approached him with the proposition to kill her father so he could inherit his money. The plan was to finance this murder for hire scheme through a bank robbery. This led to the orchestration of the plot involving Wells. Mm, he was like the mastermind. Yeah. The investigation into the events of that day was a complicated affair that spanned several years. Ultimately, Deal Armstrong was linked to the case through her connection to Bill Rothstein, who had called the police a month after Wells' death to report a body in his freezer. Well, how interesting. How did that get there? Hmm. That body was James... Oh, I thought I thought it was going to be something else. That body was James Roden, a former boyfriend of... <laughs> a former boyfriend of Deal Armstrong, whom she had shot and killed. Are you fucking kidding me? Two husbands and a boyfriend. What the fuck? But she can't kill her dad. <laughs> That's crossing a line. Yeah. What the hell? She's fucked, man. She she's has all, like, all these degrees and everything. You know, she's just killing people. <laughs> she, oh, I. she could have done so much more with her life. Anyway. Authorities say that Deal Armstrong killed Roden because he knew about the impending bank heist and indicated he would inform the police. She ultimately pleaded guilty but mentally ill to third-degree murder, insisting she was not responsible but wanted to avoid a longer sentence. So how was she not responsible for this one? How? how pray tell. How was she not responsible for I this one? I don't get it. Well, it's unclear why Rothstein reported the body. His call initiated the investigation that would eventually lead to Deal Armstrong's conviction. Despite his initial cooperation with law enforcement, Rothstein was not completely exonerated. He was implicated in the case but died of lymphoma in July 2004 before he could be charged. When did this case happen? Like 90... Uh, I forget. No, it's 2000. Sorry, I just feel like yeah. it was... No, like... Uh... I don't remember. It was way back. Yeah, like, I don't know. You Sorry, gotta, our papers are now all over the place. I don't remember this stuff. 2003. 2003, yeah. Okay, so she I was... In okay, that makes sense. I was thinking this was in, like, the 90s, so that makes know. sense. Okay. That's just when she started killing people. Right, okay, okay. So, in September of 2008, Barnes pled, pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit armed robbery and using a destructive device in a crime of violence. He was sentenced to 45 years in federal prison in December 2008 for his role in the case. He also testified against Deal Armstrong at her subsequent trial, resulting in a judge having his sentence in having his sentence in 2011. So yep. I guess it went down to 22 and a half years. Yeah. So Barnes was incarcerated at the Federal Medical Center at Butner, North Carolina, near Raleigh, where he remained in custody until his death on June 20th, 2019. Yeah, he died from diabetes, I believe. In okay. Yeah, so when people ask me a question, I already know the fucking answer. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. But I research. just got excited when I read Raleigh because I know you did. I, for anybody that's listening, I feel like I should have been born in North Carolina because my favorite TV show takes place there. My favorite hockey team is from there. So I love yeah, North Carolina. Well, I know when I was writing this, I'm like, oh, crazy. I'm just going to go nuts here. <laughs> I love North Carolina. Mar you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Marjorie Deal Armstrong was eventually convicted in 2010. So it took her quite a while, like seven, seven years. Seven years, yeah. For her role in the case, which included charges of armed bank robbery, conspiracy, and using a destructive device in a crime of violence. 
As authorities proved in court, she hatched the scheme to force Wells into the PNC Bank in Erie with a ticking bomb around his neck because she apparently needed that money to have her father killed. But she did that because she thought he was rich, but he wasn't. Oh. So this was all for nothing. For absolutely nothing. Why yeah. did she think he was rich? I don't know. I think she'd know, right? Yeah, like it's her dad. Like, you would think even... I know my parents Before aren't rich. Before you go through this big fucking plan, <laughs> wouldn't you make sure that he actually has fucking money? Yeah. According to police, a month before the robbery, Deal Armstrong had asked her friend Kenneth Barnes if he knew how to build a pipe bomb. Around that same time, she also gave two egg timers to William Rothstein, a handyman and former boyfriend who likely built the collar bomb that killed Wells by blowing a gaping hole in his chest. Hmm. Her sentence was life plus 30 years in federal prison. Uh, but she died of breast cancer in 2017 while still in custody. So they are all dead now. Yeah. They all died. They're all dead. Lymphoma, diabetes, and breast cancer. Well, I mean, karma. Yeah. You guys suck, so there you go. Right. So it's going to break down here uh, the, F like the whole chain of events all right. for this whole thing. So according to the FBI's indictment, these are the details of how Wells went from a pizza delivery guy to bank robber in the course of an afternoon. All right. So this is from the FBI's website. Okay. On August 27, 2003, Deal Armstrong, Barnes, Wells, and other un, 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 unindicted co-conspirators met to discuss the next day's plot. So there was other people involved, but, but they, they don't know who they were. Right. So, so okay. these were the only ones that were named. Just like in the case that we did a while ago of yeah. Jennifer Penn, two of the conspirators were exactly. never caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah just so some, some randos in there, yeah. Gotcha. On August 28th, so the next day, uh, at about 1.30 p.m., the co-conspirators used a payphone to order two pizzas for delivery to a remote TV tower site, which happened to be next door to the one of the conspirators' houses. That was the house of the guy that was in the freezer. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Wells would be the delivery driver. That sucks. Like, that's just so completely random. You just show up for work one day, delivering pizzas, and then you're fucking dead. I know, Like, eh? that sucks. I don't like that. So, at about 2 p.m., the co-conspirators attached the bomb device to Wells' neck. At about 2.20 p.m., Wells entered a bank and presented the teller a demand note. He walked out about 12 minutes later with $8,702. $8, That's a very precise amount. Yeah. The co-conspirators watched from a distance until Wells was stopped by police, at which time they fled. Wells told police that the bomb on his neck was on a timer and that he'd been forced to rob the bank. The bomb exploded before bomb technicians arrived, killing Wells instantly. Many years later, key questions in the case labeled the pizza bomber and collar bomb heist remain the subject of debate despite a prosecutor-endorsed theory of the crime. So this is where it gets weird. Okay. It's okay. not weird enough? I thought well, it, it gets was. gets weirder. Sorry. Okay. Federal prosecutors announced that Wells was also involved in a limited extent with the planning. What? Yeah. <sighs> what? He reportedly needed money for his own debts. Wells' family was present for this announcement and vocally protested this allegation. So they're saying he agreed to have a fucking bomb put around his neck. Apparently. I don't fucking think so. Who would do that? And then, like, who would do that? Yeah. Yep, put a bomb around my sure, neck, guys, and going in. Like, yeah. no, who would do that? So ultimately, only robbery and weapons charges related to Wells' death were brought against Deal Armstrong and Barnes, as prosecutors believed Wells was involved in planning and executing the heist. So no one was ever charged with his murder. That's sad. I don't believe for a second that he was involved. Wells' relatives have long contended he would never have participated in such a scheme. Can I just say something? Yeah. <laughs> Raise your hand. You guys yes. can't see me, but I actually put my hand up. Um, so if he was involved, why would they go through the whole ruse of ordering a pizza to go to this guy's right? house? I know. Why would they do that? I think it was just something that they had said so they wouldn't get charged with his murder. But... 
come on, guys. You're already being charged with all this other shit. Just fucking fess up to the murder, too. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Now you're throwing a good man's name. You're, like, trying to drag it through the mud. Like, fuck off. That makes me so, literally so angry. So angry. I'm mad now. (laughs) Yes, that's my mad voice. Oh, yeah, Kristen commented on your evil voice, and she said it was the best thing ever. So that's my mad voice. (laughs) Yeah. I do have a good evil voice. (laughs) Speaking with people in 2003, two of his neighbors recalled him as a simple, likable man of modest means. Yeah. Yeah, she seems like he was fine. Although... Ted Bundy was also a true, simple, true. simple, likable man. <laughs> Those are the scariest people sometimes. Mm-hmm. In addition, Jessica Hoopsick, a woman who was Wells' prostitute and hmm. friend, so okay, confessed that she set Wells up to participate in the crime by providing one of the conspirators involved Wells's name and his pizza delivery schedule in exchange for money and drugs. What? That's a good friend, eh? What the fuck? Prostitute and friend. That's <laughs> something you don't find too often. No, eh? but so. Oh, my God. So she basically was like, hey, I know the perfect guy for you. Yeah. But why would she do that? Why does it matter that it was him that no, th- that was involved? That's like the ultimate friend with benefits. <laughs> yeah, okay. Barnes spoke several times saying that Wells was aware of the plot but had tried backing out after learning the color bomb was live and not a fake as initially promised. Both Deal Armstrong and Barnes said that Rothstein was the brains behind the entire plot and not them. Of course. Right. So they're saying that Wells knew about the bomb, but he didn't want want to do it because it was live. Yep. And not a fake. And yep. then they weren't responsible in wanting to kill her husband. <laughs> right. Because it was the guy that died before he'd be charged. Rothstein died. Okay, but before the, they could do any charges. So that's so. Let's just blame all the dead guys. Yeah. So Wells died without having anyone charged for his murder. He had a fucking bomb on his neck. Uh huh. And he just showed up to deliver pizzas that day. And yeah. Then... And he, no one ever got charged. I mean, they're all dead. So I guess they ultimately paid that like price. Like I said, but... karma. But isn't that but fucked st- up? Yeah. That's, I don't, like, the whole thing makes me very angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I never heard about it. I can't believe you never heard of that case. No. I, no. Is there, like, news coverage on YouTube somewhere that I can go watch? I'd actually never looked it up because I don't want to see anyone getting a hole blown away in their chest, but. Maybe there's videos out there. Or like his know. head being blown. Apparently, it didn't blow off his head. It just oh. it was around like his, it's like under his neck and his chest. It's like right, a big thing like around a, his neck. Yeah, you said there was a hole. And in his like chest yeah, there. so it just blew a hole in his chest. I don't oh. know. It's like a little pipe bomb. So. Ugh, I don't like it. I don't know. I never really. I don't like going diving for that shit. I know you're fucked. Up. You're <laughs> that. yeah, that's the first thing I thought. It was like hmm, I wonder if I can find the video <laughs> online because it was <laughs> broadcast. No, I know. Morbid guys, that's me right here. That's you. <laughs> Anyway, that's all we have for today. Yeah, but I thought that was a neat one. So, no, any delivery drivers that listen to us, be very careful when you're delivering your foods. Yeah, and don't agree to have a bomb strapped around your neck because apparently he agreed to it. So, yeah, that's dumb. It's creepy, man. So dumb. So dumb. (laughs) Yeah, so that's about it. We've been watching Shorzy, guys. Oh, yeah. uh... No one's seen the show Shorzy and and they love hockey. Watch it. It's amazing. It's so funny. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so dumb. It's really no, good. It's really good. <laughs> anyway, that's all that we have for today. Um, so the next one we're doing, I think I haven't fully locked it down, but I think I'm gonna do a Canadian one next time, and it's really fucked up. And you guys probably have heard of it because it was really popular. You don't even know which one I'm planning, but no, you've mentioned something, but I forget the. I all. think you you've heard of this one, but um, it was a popular one when it happened. So, okay. um, but that's one I think I'm gonna do next week. And if you guys want to get a hold of us in the meantime, my, our email address is wtftruecrimepod at gmail.com. 
Our Instagram is WTF, uh, WTF True WTF True Crime Pod, and our Facebook page is WTF True Crime Podcast. There you go. So make sure you like, subscribe, rate, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Keep listening. Keep listening. Yeah, we're almost at a thousand streams. Wow. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. Roll old us. Look at us go. <laughs> go us. Yep. So anyway, we'll see you next week, guys. See you later. Bye.